Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Blaze Mencius. Blaze Mencius, how the hell are you? I'm great. How you doing, Brian? Oh, oh, good. Well, I mean, you just, like, right now you're coming off like a game show host, and that's what you were for a while there, weren't you? <laughs> I, I was a game show host uh, for the past year, about. Um, yeah, I was I was hosting a game show from a studio and from my apartment, like a music game show. Uh, so, I don't know why I'm not, like, talking about it like I can't talk. <laughs> it's called, it was Song Pop Live, and uh, it was sort of like... Uh, you know, people, we play songs like a song title or artist and people guess the, you know, the song title or artist and you win cash and we would do it live every day uh, for about a year in the US, Canada, UK and Australia. And wow. when during the pandemic hit, we were able to make it happen from my apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting sweet. to see. Yeah, the, the DNC guy, he organized the whole convention from his apartment. So it's pretty sweet to see that you can change on the fly like that. It's amazing what the tech team there did, and it's it honestly is just so much fun. And uh, I've never done anything like that really, where I'm hosting and it's live. And then I I really had fun with like quote crowd work, where like people could chat with me, and then I could sort of like talk to them. They could like type in little chat stuff, and I could like talk to them and riff and be funny. And that was really really fun for me. That was probably one of the funnest parts of the show. Because it's kind of all-consuming. You have to be present in the moment at all times. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would just be me sitting, staring at a camera, and um, I. Sometimes, you know, we had things written and scripted, but uh, it was. I always thought it was fun when I'd get like a chat, somebody responding to something I said. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know where I'm going to go with it. I always like playing with people and sort of improvising like that. So. Wow, that's a tough. Not everybody has that skill. I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were talking to Greg Stone before, and he 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 went on this big old fucking riff about how Steve Stephen Rogers is a murderer. So that was a, it was, I have, you know, although Stephen Rogers is not a fucking murderer, and and the reason why it worked is because he's the nicest man in the history of time. It was so mm -hmm. nice to have Greg Stone riff like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, I appreciate the guests who can fucking riff. And how do they find you? Like you know, I know I follow you at Twitter. You're Blaze Man CS, and then uh -huh. that's that's on Instagram as well. Like, how did they look at Blaze Man CS and look at this picture? of you with a sunflower uh sunflower outfit on and say that is the game show host uh well thankfully i didn't wear my halloween costume to the auditions that was step one um <laughs> they might have thought i was a little strange uh i don't wear the sunflower outfit on in my act i just want to make that clear i'm not Boo. like the sunflower guy that Boo. gets on stage i don't have like flower material um <laughs> but uh I do like that photo very much. Um, but yeah, no, even, I just, even the Twitter, the background, the banner picture is also flowers. And so, yeah, yeah you can you can be memorable on social without showing up in a flower outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, no, I just auditioned. They, I had an audition for it. And it, it honestly, the audition was a lot of fun um, because they were, you know, because HQ is sort of like a rival game. That was out and I, i'm a fan of hq and i like a lot of the comedians that host it they're really funny and talented and so basically i went in the audition and they're like so this is kind of like uh hq but it's gonna be music we have like a little script there for you and then but it, the script is not gonna fill all the time so if you could just read the script and then just riff for like a minute or two minutes in these sections that would be great and i was yeah. like 
All right. Do, um, I, do I get a writer's credit for this? <laughs> yeah, that would have been really <laughs> nice. Um, I remember one of the bits that, that got me, I think that helped get me the role because the producer, went, I had to do like a callback and then they, um, they really liked me. Obviously, I, they hired me and two other hosts, three of us that would rotate. Um, but I remember I like came up with a bit where I thought it'd be funny to like fake people out with like the genre. So I'd be like, "All right, everybody, welcome to Song Pop Live. Today's uh, on this on this uh, musical trivia game. We're gonna be looking at one specific musical genre, and that is Swedish trundle rap. If you're not familiar <laughs> with it, it is the Scandinavian furniture-based hip hop music, all about ottomans." footstools, chairs, step stools, <laughs> any Scandinavian furniture that you could put your feet on, we're going to be dropping that beat. I'm just kidding, everybody. We're doing R&B and hip-hop from the 2000s. Welcome to the show. I would do like a fake-out like that, and they really liked that. Um, and if you had kept it, I mean, if you didn't reveal that that was a joke, like, it would have made it more difficult to guess, right? Like, you would have played a Taylor Swift beat, and they're like, I don't fucking know this. It's, yeah. it's tr trundle rap. I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah exactly um but yeah so they that was really fun so yeah I, and i think i was kind of the risk choice because the other two hosts <laughs> were uh hosting experience I've, I've done acting and comedy but i had never done any hosting before um so i, I think they took a little bit of a risk and uh it seemed like they were happy with it i, I had yeah. a really good time hosting that yeah, show. yeah i guess that's my question like you know in a stand-up show or whatever or improv you can kind of go somewhere dark or blue or PG thirteen mm. or R, like while you're riffing, you can't really control your parental guidance rating. And so like oh, yeah. when you got out to a game show, was it difficult to riff in such a way where it was still going to be acceptable for a live show? Sure. I that's a really good question. Um I'll tell you this, in my act, like in my stand-up, I'm not a clean comic. You know, I talk about sex and I curse and things like that. Um, and obviously this show, was that was not going to fly. They were like, this is a clean, family-friendly show. We don't want any cursing. Um, we don't want, you know, any sort of like sexual innuendo or too much or anything like that. So that was, that was challenging. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I do have experience working in radio and I have worked on shows where you can't be cursing and being dirty like that. So okay. honestly, the not cursing and the not being dirty was not that hard. What was actually harder was that because we were doing a show where we're partnering with like music artists, we weren't allowed to criticize really any artists. Oh, and no. that's very hard. <laughs> yeah. Like if you could think of like, you know, your least favorite artist. And if it comes up as a topic or something on the show, you can't say what you truly feel. I feel like that was harder for me. Like I feel it in my gut. Like I like I really wanted to say something about Nickelback, but I, I had to be like, and that was Nickelback. And man, aren't they a good time? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, but even that. I mean, where the text of it, of course, would pass. You know, the Nickelback censor and then the Nickelback uh, representative. Like the audience would see that you're kind of talking out of your ass. Like they're they're seeing they're sensing from you that maybe you don't like Nickelback or maybe Nickelback doesn't have a great rep. Like yeah. were you worried that kind of doing that double meaning would also fuck with you know the Nickelback relationship? Um, I wasn't worried about it because the producers weren't worried about, it, and I would sometimes no. toe the line. So sometimes. If I, I would like, they would let me get away with some innuendo. So if it was a song I thought was really bland or terrible, occasionally I might say like, oh, I love that track. I think I heard that last time I was on hold for the airline. All right, anyway, like, and sometimes they would let me get away with that, but I couldn't go do it too much. Um, yeah. So that way, 
people would know like oh it, like that's a clever way of like at least I thought it was clever not to toot my own horn but like that was a way of saying I don't care for that song but I can't just say that song sucks <laughs> yeah yeah because they might not listen to the episode but they'll find out if you say you know somebody will tweet hey did you hear that he said Nickelback sucked and Nickelback would be on the phone in about five seconds yeah, and I guess my exactly. question you know because like you said bland and because I think there's probably more than one song per episode like I worry that if it's all in the same genre and you're just doing the tune or the beat Oh, no. So basically what happens is, is there's 25 songs. And so if the theme for the show is uh, hip hop, then you play, each round is five songs. So first round, they'll play five hip hop songs and you have they give you like little buttons, multiple choice. And so if you hear a song, if you hear a song, you're like, is this Gangsta's Paradise? Is this, I don't know, like straight out of comedy? You, you quickly guess it. So if they get all 25 songs right, then they win. So you're hearing 25 songs. But like, are you are you hearing the snippet with the vocal or just the instrumentation? The whole song, the actual song with the vocal and everything. Oh, okay, okay. But like, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. can ring in quicker than the other people, like maybe I just hear a little bit of the Gangster's Paradise even before he starts rapping, and I would buzz it, buzz in. Sure. I, I sure. guess my problem was they they all could start to sound the same, you know, especially if it's in the same genre. But I mean, I, I think Straight Outta Compton and, and Gangster's Paradise is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, they don't and, sound and, the same. And they have like seconds to answer, like like five uh, seconds, or and it, and then each round you have even less. So I think by the last round you maybe have like two seconds to answer. So it moves very quickly, and once you make a mistake, you're pretty much out. Um, and so would you be, would you be good at this game if you were not hosting it? Well, it's one of those things that it's like really it's. I think for some people it's like the genre. So there were certain genres I was better at. So, like, if it was a day, it was like, oh, today is all 2000s music. So it's music from the early 2000s. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I'm pretty good at hip-hop and r and I'm good at 80s. I'm not great at 60s. It gets a little hazy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know anything about country. Um, so if it was a country day, I would be absolutely terrible at it. So some, it just depends on what the genre is, you know? I would just I would just fucking nail it. And was that was that a prerequisite of like you joining? Like, did you have to? I guess at the very least you have to be fine hearing twenty five songs an episode. And how often were you taping that? Because that's oh, a lot. We of, that's a lot of music. If Blaze Mancius is not the world's biggest music fan. Uh, sure, sure, sure. And I I do like music. I can't say I'm like a music expert, but I feel like I've become one in just working on this show. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. What was your question? <laughs> well, like, um, you know, was it a prerequisite, you know, to, to be a music lover? Because, you know, it sounds like oh. you, you were not the, the world's biggest music fan going in. But I suppose the only thing you had to have locked on is, is that you wouldn't get too annoyed with 25 songs an episode. No, no, no. And I, w I wouldn't say that I had any dislike for music. I, I just I'm not like uh, I don't have like an ex I'm not written essays on music or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, they they um, yeah, I think there was some prerequisite like you had to know something about music and have to care and be interested and that was all things that checked my boxes so yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah and how often was that like you were listening to 25 oh. songs an episode how often uh yeah so the show was 15 minutes long and uh it was twice a day every day uh and uh. at 5 p.m and 8 p.m eastern and then there was a point where they pared it down uh to one show uh, a day just 8 p.m eastern uh, and then, it, unfortunately, we, the show ended uh, July 19th. Um, but, yeah, we were doing two shows a day um, at 5 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern, seven days a week. And then and kind there, of how, how were you able to, you know, handle your own comedy during that? I guess you were kind of banking a paycheck, so maybe maybe your personal comedy career would take a back seat. But really, it's not because you're flexing your comedy chops no. during the show. 
No, and honestly, it it you know my the show would end at eight fifteen, and I would go to straight to comedy shows right after that uh, when we were not in the pandemic. Like it, <laughs> it it didn't interfere with my comedy career in any way at all. Um, right. It was actually quite wonderful, um, and it was a great paycheck. So yeah, I, it took up very little of my time. I'd have to get in there like a, an hour before the first show for a rehearsal. And then we do the show and then I hang out, have dinner and then we do the 8 PM and I'm out the door by eight 20 and I would go run to go do a show somewhere else. So, uh, it definitely didn't hurt. Um, I have to say once we got into a pandemic and I wasn't able to do any, anything else, it really scratched that itch for me. Um, and I haven't been doing as many like zoom shows as other people, uh, because I had the game show where I could joke around and write bits and, uh, write like parody songs. We did all kinds of stuff on that show. It was really, really fun. So it was nice to have it not only for the paycheck, but just so I could be creatively uh, working on something, you know? And did it, I mean, so it sounds like it was going on during the pandemic, but did it end yes. at some point? Yeah, it ended July 19th, um, unfortunately. Was it going to uh, start back up or was that just their season? You know, I, I can't speak for them. And I can't speak to the issues of why it stopped, but here's the thing. It's a really great company. They have a lot of other song trivia games that aren't like live, but you can like play with people around the world. Okay. I think I, I, my guess is they will find a way to get this thing up and running again. Um, but it might take some time because it was a really uh, great game. Um, and people really seem to like it and they seem to like it, but it seems like there were other, issues like tech related things that I was unaware of that weren't going to their liking. So, oh, okay. And then how did yeah. it compare? Like, I'm not like, I know HQ itself is a huge just mm -hmm. phenomenon and things like that. Maybe because you were able to kind of interact with these hosts live or something, or mm -hmm. it was, uh, you were, you actually were able to play the game show from the comfort of your own fucking cell phone. Like, like how did it compare? And you know, how is HQ, you know, is it still, you know, is it still as successful as it was? And why do you think it was successful vis-a-vis -vis your own show? Hmm. Um, like, well, how did I your mean, own show compare and contrast with HQ? Well, um, hmm. That's a good question. I Being politic, yeah. <laughs> was, is, is HQ even all music or is it everything? HQ is just trivia. Um, it's not just, just trivia. Not just question. music trivia, all trivia. Yeah, all trivia. So, I don't know, it's different in the sense, I think their show might be more challenging in that you have to write questions. You have to write all those questions every show. You know, we just have, it's essentially like playlists of songs. So in okay. one sense, there's less work on that end, but it does allow us more freedom to like play and be silly. So yeah. I did like that, is that there was a significant portion of I could just be improvising and interacting with players live and, and not be so scripted. Um, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't, Bla I don't know. Blaze Man CS is a better host for that show rather than maybe maybe he was able to flex. He was able to flex his improv comedy chops. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I I have to say I I do enjoy HQ. I'm not trying to trash them, um, and I enjoy a lot of the people like Anna Roisman and Matt Richards. Are, I think are so talented and they're so funny. Um, sure. I, I I definitely tune would tune into HQ just to see those two comedians because I'm such a fan. Yeah, yeah, I think we were hoping to have Anna, Anna Roisman on at some point. But, I mean, you were also doing Blaze It Up show, and I think that was an in-person comedy show. And I see it. Yeah. It's like a who's who of former guests. I love them all. I think you had Jen Lapp on. And, oh, yeah. 
And even one at one point, I didn't have Gregory Joseph on, but early on, I was, uh, I think Gregory Joseph, like decades ago, like I was interacting with him, and I think now he's in New Orleans, but you have, you know, yes. Sonia, Vi- Sonia Vion and all these badasses, Kyle Lewis, like, you know, why did that show not stay virtual, and will it ever go virtual? Huh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it, I want the good answer, Blaze Man CS. I want to see all yeah. these com- comics in person at the Vig Bar. Yeah, I... I I love doing that show. I have to say, I, just to give you some background on that, that Blaze It Up show, it was at the Vig Bar. It's this place downtown. Um, a buddy of mine DJs before and after the show. It was great music, a small little intimate room. Um, I, my sort of goal with that show, I, I get sort of tired of seeing like all male lineups, especially all like white guys from Long Island. Like I just get tired of that. Not that, like there's anything wrong with them. Yeah, not that no, there's anything wrong. wrong with that. Yeah, there's some funny nothing people on Long Island, but yeah. With Strong Island and all those boys <laughs> from there, they're great. I'm just saying you could see that anywhere. Uh, and that was sort of what I didn't want to do. And so, you know, this was my first time like having my own show. And so I booked everybody and I, I tried to make it, you know, uh, predominantly female and and people of color, um, and I try to make sure that uh, people the LGBTQ uh, community are represented. So, like, first of all, was that was like my goal in doing that show, and to make it free, um, which yeah. is fine. Uh, why I didn't go virtual? I don't know. Like I said, I was busy with the game show when the pandemic ended, so I felt like I was very very selfishly. I guess I could say I was like, well, I'm getting <laughs> it scratched my itch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be totally honest about that. Yeah. Um, well, fuck the people in the audience. They don't need to laugh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't... I guess my question to myself is like, okay, Blaze, if you're going to do this digital Zoom, of the, how are you going to make it like interesting and different as opposed to just like every other Zoom thing? And I don't know if I have an answer for that question. Um, so that's why I haven't done it. Am I open to possibly doing it in the future? Yeah. Um, I've also been working on some other things that are going to be coming out soon. That I'll just tease that. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, I, I, what what can you tell us? I mean, and then how are we supposed to track when it's coming out? Are you going to drop some hints on Blazeman CS across uh, Twitter and Instagram? I'll I'll just say yeah. Just give me a follow on all the socials at Blazeman CS, and yes. I would say in the next month or two you might see something really cool that I've been working on for quite some time um, that you'll be able to enjoy. Uh, yeah, for a while. Um, I'll just say oh, that. Good. That's nice, man. The Forever Fountain is this guy. You going to do any sketch videos for online content? I might do some more of that stuff. I've done a couple of those during the pandemic. I gotten really into bird watching during the pandemic. <laughs> nice. I, I know that sounds a little absurd, but I'm like, I've gotten really into it. Uh, I've sort of hungered for nature because I'm I live on the Upper West Side I'm in a tiny apartment, and uh, I spent a lot of time on Twitter, and I've gotten really into like bird Twitter, and so now <laughs> I like I have binoculars. I go to Central Park. I've made some like casual friends with a few of the birders. It's been really great. Um, Did you, were you friends with the Cooper guy, the the racially profiled dude? Oh yeah. No, I don't. I did not know him. Um, uh, yeah, I did see that whole thing. The the woman that that said she was being attacked and all that nonsense. But it, that isn't in an area where there's a lot of birders, so I wasn't surprised about that. Uh, uh, so did you have bird related sketch content during your uh, pandemic? Yeah, if you check out my Insta or my YouTube, I have a, uh, I sort of did like a sports highlight reel, but for like a bird that I saw yes. catch. And uh, I break it down sort of like it's like a football play or something like that. Wait, so I inter- ch- interrupted you. What, what did the bird do? Did the did bird did something active? Oh, yeah. So it was, I got footage, like slow-mo footage of a bird, um, like catching a bug. Yes. Uh, How the and- fuck did you do that? 
honestly, I, I just, it was luck. Um, <laughs> uh, it was very much luck. And uh, I only saw it until I reviewed the footage afterwards. But then I, it got, gave me this idea to write a sketch. And so I have this sketch on my Insta YouTube. You could check out of me doing like a sports highlight recap of this uh, bug catching play. But yeah. Dude, dude um, I fucking love it. Like, you know, the great comedians can make comedy out of anything, whether or not it's a, a music-related uh, talk show or the birder, the birder sure. in all of us. There's so many funny things with the birders, I have to say. My first time out there, like, talking with some of them, uh, I got to hear some of, like, the birder drama, and it was so great um, because there was a couple birders talking, and they're like, oh, do you know so-and-so? Do you know so-and-so? Oh, what, um, what about Brandon? And it's like, oh, yeah, I know Brandon. And then there was, like, this, like, silence. It's like, you know, some people don't really agree with sort of using, like, artificial bird noises to attract the birds i know right it's really weird that he does it and he gets so like bully he's such a bully about it i know he's just like and it's like really we went from bird watching to trump like i'm trying to get an escape from like the cnn all this politics shit i read it every day on twitter when i go bird watching the last thing i want to do is think about our shitty ass president and here we are i'm bird watching and it now we're talking about trump get i love it yeah brand you meet Brandon yet? Oh, yeah, but he's so aggressive with his bird calls. I love that so much. Like, you can make comedy out of anything. So, Blaze Mancias, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely.